0: Like him, I killed in the name of good. But the violence of my life pulled my soul towards the darkness. But I fought and freed my soul. Now I watch for others, like me. Men are the ones who create evil on Earth. It is the choices they make that enslave their
1: souls to Hell. This is the test.
2: and to see how this might happen for some people, but then think, well, I can't do that because I've got all these obligations. I've got all this debt, or I've got house payments. There's all these things that people think hold them back from getting free and changing their life. And in a lot of cases, you are going to have to deal with stuff like that. Not all debt, I think, are we obligated to pay off. That's somewhat controversial, but I think some debts are, you know... They're they're sort of part of a bigger, a larger scam that's being pulled on humanity. And I don't feel any guilt about just walking away from stuff like that. But when it comes to, can I do it? What will happen to me? It's a security issue. People are afraid that if they walk away from their job and their apartment or their house or whatever, that they're not going to have a place to live, that they're going to not have any money, they're going to become homeless, that they're going to have some horrible thing happen to them. And my message to people who want to change their life, but feel that they can't because they want security is that you can still have security in the agora and in the counter-economic system. It's not the same kind and there are some sacrifices you make especially if you don't already have a good network, if you don't have a good connection, if you don't have a great setup to go to but part of what I'm trying to do is to create more of a network, a system that helps people find that. It's a sort of matchmaking setup where, you know, if you want out and you don't know where to go, well, maybe we can help you. Maybe we, we know where other projects are. Maybe we can place you with somebody. But in the meantime, it, it just ju- even without that network already existing, it's possible to find it yourself. You could do all the work that I do when I'm looking for communities to go visit. Get on in Fellowship for Intentional Communities or the Global Equal Village Network next door is a great one if you live in a local area and you're trying to stay in your area but you want a change in lifestyle if you're looking to go elsewhere in the world there's all these databases of, of projects and so It's through your willingness to work and your willingness to live in a little bit less of a conventional setup, like in a dorm style or in a tiny house or camping. If you're willing to do stuff like that, for short term, it's not like you're gonna live that way the rest of your life, but if you're willing to make that sacrifice, then you can not have to worry about all these other things like what about this payment, what about this payment, how will I afford it? It's super cheap to do it. And a lot of communities will feed you and house you and you won't have to have any expenses. Assuming you're willing to give up your phone and all these things, and that's another issue, but um, I guess I'm just trying to say that it's possible to get out and still be comfortable and still have your needs met, and it's actually way more exciting, way more fun, it's a total adventure, because you don't know what's going to happen, where you're going to land, you don't necessarily know what's going to happen next year, you don't have that long-term security, but I feel like you're built, by by, by changing our lives, we're building a longer-term security than even a pension or any of that stuff gets you, we're building intergenerational security. And so I really encourage people to explore options and to believe in themselves. Believe that they, that you guys have what it takes to to do this because most of us do. And most of us would be happier if we could break some of these chains and live a little more free. So uh, I definitely want Permagore to be a resource for people who are thinking about it. And I want to see more resources become available to people over the next few years. I think that's important work.
0: Welcome to TylerBloyer.com live stream on Saturday, June 3rd, 2023. Happy to be here with you guys today, and we're doing a callback and a new sort of kickoff with this Liberty Lifestyle series. We'll explain what that's all about. But the uh, intro clip there was Eric McCool, actually, from my fifth episode of what I called the series Uh was called Liberty Lifestyle, just centering myself there a little bit more in the shot. And Liberty Lifestyle was done, you know, probably in 2016, 2017-ish timeline. There was a total of about six or seven episodes with some additional content that we did there. Uh, just really interviewing people that have been living the lifestyle of Liberty, as you heard from Eric there. We're going to get into a little bit more of what he's been up to and g- get back to uh, something that he's been working on so we can take a look and get an update from that. Now the other thing that I wanted to discuss as I uh, I thought I was all well together ready to start and now I feel like I'm all over the place. So let me get back to my notes here. So we've been discussing fear control, climate control, creature of control, freedoms rising, Today's a little bit different. It's not just sort of a variation of Freedoms Rising. Today, I have updates, and I want to do this, you know, potentially the first show of each month, do an update, sort of a recap from the last month, a recap from the last week, and be able to add these shows into the mix of what I do uh, under the title of Liberty Lifestyle, and then, you know, updates from the week, whatever fun imagery I can come up with from the generative AI uh, that I I used on the thumbnail of this episode today was like some of the first images that I ever created using a generative AI. And it's just sort of funny. I mean, the elephant, uh, rainbow elephant launching off the moon with uh, rainbow exhaust is the the prompt that I gave it. So it's just a little, little bit playing around today, you know, with the thumbnail there. Don't take it too seriously. It's a good thing, you know, never to take yourself too seriously. Uh, Although, you know, it is serious business here, what we do over here at TylerBloyer.com. And that's another thing is with these new formats and the update shows, it's just presenting, you know, updates from me, kind of keeping it real, talking about things that I, I know about, talking about things that I'm doing, talking about things that I'm interested in and researching at that time, you know, providing updates on where things are at. With me and the projects that I work on, and a little bit more. Again, what we've been doing is more free form and a little bit more laid back. But still, you know, also then I'll be doing presentation style episodes and even longer. Today we're going to definitely be a shorter episode. I actually have somewhere that I need to be, so we're going to cut it short today. Try to keep it, you know, within an hour here. And that'll give me time to publish things and get it all uploaded and sent out to you. And uh, appreciate everyone who's been keeping up with these latest episodes. And we're trying to get into a new sync here on Saturdays around 9 a.m. Pacific time. Right now, that's uh, 12 p.m. Eastern. And in Arizona, we don't change our clocks. So at some points, that could be uh 11 am eastern and then at other times cuz we're aligned with mountain time half the year and pacific time half the year it's like a different mountain standard time than the typical one i just call it phoenix time um or easier just using you know pacific time where that's what we're aligned with right now so try to go live 9 am eastern on saturdays and that way you can be there to watch the live show if you'd like on odyssey where we're at uh right now you can see the live feed is playing here on odyssey if i hit live should should take us to where i'm at there we go i'm also on freedomsrising.live multi-streaming over there on freedomsrising.live and that's over on the twitch channel for freedomsrising.live so that way if there's a problem with odyssey and then your phone is not working or something like that, go to freedomsrising.live. You can watch the Twitch feed there, which should work a little bit better with the bandwidth as far as probably the distribution that they have there. And then there's also tylerbloyer.com slash live should be, where I have the Odyssey embed there as well. If you ever forget where to find the show, tylerbloyer.com uh, in the menu here, you can just hit live show and you'll be taken to that. And uh, this page needs to be updated. We don't have a Discord channel. There's no call in at the moment functionality. So I do need to update that. And then, on the, of course, on the live, on the front page, you can click freedomsrising.live to get the banner to get there very easily. I tried to make it easy. There's a big button here. Watch freedoms rising live stream takes you there as well. Um, I should probably put a button for, well, I think it's good enough here. If you want to go to live, you go to tylerblower.com slash live. That's pretty easy. And then the button will take you there as well. So those are the different methods that I'm using now. I really don't plan to go back and try to stream on Facebook or launch another YouTube channel or anything like that. Really? I don't, uh, want to hang out on, in the internet ghettos in the slums, of the internet uh where really it's just all censored and controlled and the feeds are so selectively uh curated that the algorithm really doesn't adapt to you you know that's the thing it adapts to the you that they want you to be is what those algorithms do they you know covering up certain information that they don't want spreading uh, that's not called adapting the feed to me with your algorithm. That's called manipulating me with your algorithm. You know, and that's why we also promote things like snort.social here, which is really on the Noster protocol. Uh, I don't want people's eyes to go glazed over, so we're not gonna start talking about uh Noster too in depth here, but I still do use the Noster protocol. I'm using Snort.social for my desktop application, and this is a uh, basically sort of a a social media concept based on public-private key uh, exchange and encryption and algorithms and similar concepts to Bitcoin, but there's there's uh, relays in the system, not nodes. So uh, it's built to be censorship-proof, but I think in the long run it's really cool because the key is tied to you, and you can take it off of snort.social. I could create my own client. I can use my amethyst client on my phone here, I can, uh, build, like I said, I could develop my own client with relays and send my information out there in a way that really, again, the purpose of it is so it can't be censored and that's the way it's promoted, but really keeping your audience with you through that key, uh, through that key pair and being able to launch it sort of anywhere on any platform and have that feedback with all your settings sort of makes uh, your content platform agnostic in a way that's not like tied to Twitter or I've got to somehow import my Facebook feed over to float and all these other things to do. Like you, you can just have it imported through the key and the relays that are subscribed to. Um, I have been trying to set up the com. I'll show you this really quick on the screen for the nerds out there and then we'll get, we'll get back into the show here. I do have some updates. I'd like to go over, but if somebody could help me with this, I'm trying to understand how to do this properly. I'm going to actually show you a little bit of the back end of mines Noster. When I put my public key and private key in here, it does not give me a signed delegation token. And I think it's supposed to be automatically generating it. It even says here, uh, enter your public and private key below to generate a signed delegation token. And I've even opened an email with support and they were like, oh, well, that's thanks for letting us know, basically. (laughs) Maybe I should follow up with them, but they didn't know. I don't think they understood what I was saying. And I don't think a lot of people are using this, obviously. But I want to start using it. And I think social media platforms that adopt importing your Noster feed and being able to Update off of the off of your Nostr feed through there is actually a really cool thing, and mine's actually is uh, has a, some pretty amazing technology behind it, and is not as popular as it should be, in my opinion. Uh, it has been around for a while now, and they've developed a lot of cool tools like that, like being able to import your Nostr feed into the platform itself, which something like Twitter or Facebook could easily do. Will will they do that? Probably not. So again, that's where you can kind of get a, in touch and follow and keep a hold of what we're doing over here. The other thing is just uh, subscribing for the newsletter, essentially, that I put out, which is really just I update you when I do something so you don't have to you know, see it somewhere else. So just get a fresh email in your inbox of what we've just published. Typically, content like this, like we're doing today, will get put into an email and sent out. And uh, that helps to keep in touch with what I've been doing. So, enough said there. Now, Eric McCool from Levolution is his newest project, is what we discussed in the or what the opening clip there was an old clip that he did with me on the Liberty Lifestyle podcast series. And so, to get an update with what he's been doing, um, the Levolution Fellowship is uh, what they've been working on. You can go and find Eric McCool on social media he is mr cool mccool uh he he is a badass and uh he this project you can read more about at the love illusion now the love as far as i know was the term ernie hancock coined uh back with the in the ron paul days and the the love tour and the love festival you know whatever you want to call it they basically it was this concept of like this is the real revolution the love evolution right and i love i love the spin i'm sure eric is aware of ernie and everything like that so he's you know incorporating more of the theme kind of like uh, you know ernie hancock's really like a uh, uh mage and uh old like uh, i'm not saying he's old he's still young and spry but i'm saying he's been around long enough that he's affected the freedom community in ways that people don't even understand even uh, you know my concept of freedom's rising is sort of a spin off of ernie's uh, concept of freedom's phoenix which is you know now that the freedom's phoenix has been reborn freedom's rising is really the continuation of that process once we've risen uh, from the phoenix we need to then you know continue with freedom's rising so you know again another spin off of one of ernie hancockisms uh, the Levolution here. There's also uh, the Levolution Fellowship Declaration, uh, Levolution Declaration of Independence. And I thought that was really good. I, I stumbled across this this morning, just kind of putting, you know, the episode together, figured I'd put a clip of Eric in there. I'll tag him in the, in the post of this afterwards so he can see that he was featured in today's episode. And... Again, I've got somewhere to be today, so we'll see how I can get everything out and in that fashion. Maybe tomorrow I'll be doing some follow-up. Uh but let's just read this really quick here. Um I'm just gonna read it without pause into the record here, this uh Evolution Declaration of Interdependence uh on the Levolution dot org. It says, and this is written by Patrick James. Hennessy in 2018 we hold all beings oh sorry let me start that over <laughs> we hold that all beings are interconnected within the web of life and are by nature interdependent and yet sovereign we declare that the greater good is based on the sovereignty and free will of the individual being free being freely to choose their mutual and voluntary agreements. We embrace the self-evident natural law of the universe as our compass. The rights derived from such natural law, also known as universal law or God's law, and are not dependent on the laws or customs of any particular culture or government, and are universally and inalienable, sorry, let me start, let me read that again. That's a long sentence there though, so let me go back to the beginning. The rights derived from such natural law, also known as universal law or God's law, are not dependent on the laws or customs of any particular culture or government, and the universal, and are universal and inalienable. These natural rights cannot be repealed or restrained by human laws, without violating the natural law of the universe god's law therefore we reserve our god-given right to not recognize submit or abide to any man's laws that violate natural law and the nonviolent free will of the sovereign sovereignty of individual beings we hold true that the indwelling spirit of source energy god permeates all of the universe, and, therefore, all elements of the universe, whether vast, tiny, or unseen, are to be held sacred and respected. We uphold these natural-born rights equally for all beings, regardless of species, race, nationality, sexual orientation, gender, religion, or political belief. We come together as sovereign beings who are free to co-create in a spirit in a spirit of volunteerism, with this freedom comes the responsibility and duty to respect the sovereignty of other beings by not violating their free will, security, or liberty. To violate the free will of others, whether we agree with their choices or not, by coercion, force of action, or manipulation, is violence, which we do not condone. We do reserve the right to protect our sovereignty, liberty, and security, and that of others in self-defense. We also honor the rights of individuals to make and honor mutual agreements that do not violate or hinder the natural rights of other beings. So, you can find out more about what uh, Mr. McCool has been up to and what they're doing at the Levolution. There's some events coming up. Uh, Let's see. And uh, that might have already passed. There was like the initial event from this project. Fellowship Service Sunday. And I'm pretty sure they're back east somewhere. I'm not even sure. It's like in like Maine or something. I don't know. Nowhere around where I'm at, I remember that. Anyway, that's uh, what he's been up to. So there's an update from what Eric has been working on. Someone who was a good... I actually saw Eric out at the Jackalope Freedom Festival last year. And he walked into my camp and was kind of sitting on the corner. We had our, you know, uh, our mateys is what we call our campsite out there. Because it's basically a bar out in the woods that we created for our vending purposes that we did at the Jackfest experience. Experiment experience. And I walked up to Eric and I'd never met him in person even. I just did that interview with him and it had been, you know, what, like eight years at that point. So I was like, well, I was like, hey man, do you like, and I looked a lot different back then. I had long hair and, you know, he'd only seen me interview him with that long hair and, and like, you know, I looked different. Let's just say that. So I was like, do you remember that interview? And he's like, yeah, man, of course. And we spent a lot of time, our families and the children, playing up there in in Baca Meadows here in Northeast Arizona, behind Heber there up in Black Canyon. I believe it's just called Black Canyon. And anyway, yeah, so it was nice to catch up with him and get to spend some time with him and his family. And out there in, in Baca Meadows, one of the, you know, it's a very beautiful place to be, spending time with friends, so... That was that was great. Now, we're going to get into today the Liberty Lifestyle updates from the week. But first, and in those updates from the week, we're going to talk about, you know, what I've been doing, a few events recently that we've been working on, uh, some trips that we have planned coming up. The uh, Let me just fix this a little here. It's a little off. That's a little better. And, so, you know, some updates from the homestead here. Uh some updates from a potential future homestead uh some gardening updates and uh some other things that I've been looking into, as well as some technical things that i wanna get into here today uh just technical updates of things I've been looking at and then we may play a little brief intermission clip there um at some point if we i'll hit a hard stop at you know, in about an hour from now, I have a hard stop. So we're going to get through what we can. We'll hit the outro music clip that I have played today, and then we'll plan to come back next week with more content and continue on from there. So uh, freedomsrising.live, Liberty Lifestyle, updates from the week. That's the title card. You can see there again, playing around a little bit with the AI artwork to help me with my title slide today. And, uh, Playing, just you know sort of having a little fun it's nothing too serious like i said don't don't get caught up in that again you can find freedoms rising at freedoms rising live uh, wake up
1: wake up freedoms
0: on the rise i gotta have more soundboard things like that for when i take a sip uh what else do we got here
2: they
1: turn the friggin frogs gay
0: yeah, that's a good one. All right, we got to work on our soundboard. We got to get it more up to date. Now, again, you can find my work as well as many other excellent content creators over at the One Great dot com. The One Great Work Network dot com has been ongoing what for now a couple years, maybe a little over that, maybe not quite that. I don't know, somewhere around there. Uh, I remember way back, you know, almost 10 years ago, I would say Mark Passio emailing about, well, it was not 10 years ago. It was probably more like seven or eight years ago, emailing about starting that. And then in like 2020, when he started to put out content after Barb's passing, was asking for some assistance. And we were, and Autonomy reached out to him. And I asked Mark, hey, when are we going to get the One Great Work Network going up, man? And he's, said, hey, now is probably the time. You know, we got the help now. We have volunteers. That's when they really got some, a surge of some people jumping in to help. And uh, they launched the One Great Work Network project. And you can find that at the one great net work, network.com And there's a nice little algorithm that puts random videos on the right, so you can kind of get a selection of what's out there on the site and then there is you know all the different content creators i think there's about 70 now which are in the one great work network uh community basically you know a, a community of people who are coming together to create uh the better world that we want and they're doing it in a way that's that's n- no one's you know getting a huge large salary to put out this content there's no but what we do go based on is donations. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that later before we close out the episode. I'll remember to touch on that aspect. It's something exciting that happened for me. Uh, but let's continue on here. Now, uh, again, please go support the creators and uh, check out my content as well over there at the one great work network.com. Again, upcoming in September, which is may seem sort of far away, but also at the same time, it's just coming. Pretty close, actually. We're already halfway through the year here. Can't believe it. Uh, We're going to head into September pretty quickly, and I would just want to promote and help attract people to come see and watch the Seed 5 Metamorphosis event. I will be, of course, handling the technical aspects of the streaming on that day and those two days on that weekend. This is a free online conference put together mainly by Brandon Martin, who's the organizer, and he's also on the one great work network you can find his work over there and links to his stuff but this is a free conference about the occult esotericism freedom history philosophy symbolism and natural law taking a place again on September 24th and 20, uh, 23rd and 24th and you can find more about that at seedtruth.com seedtruth.com to make sure and bookmark that and catch the live links when they're available as we you know get closer to that event those things will become more available again today we're sort of hearkening back to the liberty lifestyle podcast theme and the, where we're going to use that label for again if you recognize the symbol in the middle here this is where i came up with the modern TylerBloyer.com symbol that you can see here in my slideshow presentation on the OBS uh, layout here it's in black now here but the this is the original design that I uh, helped helped create with my you know visualization of what I wanted to have done and I actually had a graphics artist help me with the logo it's very simple it's not like oh this graphics artist went all out it's like very simple design I, I wanted a tree standing you know in front of the sun sort of the micro macrocosm of what really are what we are we are representations of the sun which is a representation of you know the overall big picture and the the life giving of the sun and is really giving life to us as well we we are the tree here we are part of uh, that creation creative process in in alignment with really the sun you know the sun is our life giver the sun in this part of the galaxy here is the thing that is doing all this. Everything that we know is really coming from that source. And so that is uh, represented here through that micro-macrocosm that we are that as well. We are part of that. We are part of that creative process. We are, you know, coming from the energy of the sun. The sun is our life giver. We are a part of it. And we are connected to everything in that way. And so that's really the symbolism here. Um... Uh, liberty lifestyle, of course, again, the concept of covering, you know, the people that are out there and doing things to promote liberty, living a life of freedom, doing things to further the efforts of teaching and spreading natural law, and actually uh, living it in accordance with those standards and principles, and also You know, Freedom's Rising is really a continuation of that. But in today, we're going to be talking about Liberty liberty Lifestyle as it relates to, you know, what I'm doing. Let's just go back to the title slide. We're going to be using that name, Liberty Lifestyle, now for this series where I'm going to be doing updates mainly. So like a way more personal episode about me and what I'm doing. We might even bring on in the Liberty Lifestyle series again, people... In the future to, you know, talk about what they're up to and what updates that they're doing and have a round table or I'll bring, you know, Eric back in and he can tell us about the love So uh, we'll get to that point. Uh, for now, we're going to be talking about today updates from the week from my neck of the woods, from what we've been working on around here, what I'm up to, to work towards, you know, a more li- a lifestyle of liberty myself. And it's been a process and I'm not I'm not going to start out and say, well, I'm the perfect example of liberty in my life. But at the same time, you know, we're doing our own unique style of what we have plans to do. And we can go on that journey together and document it here in the podcast and, you know, be able to create content based on that concept. So uh, we're going to get into that today. And I think that's all I had for the announcements. So uh, the first topic for today is... Again, the Liberty Lifestyle updates will be coming in this format. Uh, Today's going to be a bit messy, but I'll plan to have more of an outline as far as, uh, you know, like topics. And then I'll hit those topics each week and we'll kind of go back over them. Uh, Today is more a little bit looser, my thoughts coming out onto the, you know, notes that I take in order to make bullet points of what I want to talk about. And they're not all that organized. So we're going to try to keep you aware of when i'm transitioning to another topic and not just sort of ramble on here uh but yeah the the liberty lifestyle concept again is not just uh you know some libertarian call uh for a new form of currency or something like uh some uh economic solution or or saying like if you move to a new location then that's what makes you more free than the location that you were at before uh, I do think that location arbitrage as far as like cost and things is a big thing nowadays. I mean, uh, us moving to the location that we did ended up saving a lot of money over time on things that we would normally have to pay for no matter what, like energy costs and, you know, living costs and rental costs or mortgage costs or whatever. Uh, luckily I've been able to, you know, work remotely in a way that i can go basically wherever i want so we we decided to stay in the southwest because our families are you know all around here and that way we can still go and visit family uh, without too much of like flying across the whole country or flying across the world but still be in a location that was more made more economic sense for our economic situation and a number of other things like again the exit and build concept or stand stand and fight you know and stay there and fight tyranny where it's at where don't run away it's not running away is't exiting and building it's it's quit bitching, start acting, and our plan is to homestead, so we plan to uh as part of our liberty lifestyle, and this doesn't have to be what everybody does, but get into a rural situation where we can have an opportunity to turn a piece of property into something that is giving back to us, giving back to our community making us a part of that community through our efforts and through the things that we're producing, we can create abundance in that way in our lives and have a plan that makes way more sense to us as far as a longer term vision. Um, not that you shouldn't, you know, focus on your finances and get things in order for your retirement in the future and have uh, maybe investments that are going to give you gains over time. You know, if you have the money to be able to invest, which hopefully people are you know, because like Eric was saying in the beginning, there like living a life full of uh, bad debt, high interest debt, uh, owing the banks all kinds of money, uh, isn't exactly a lifestyle of of liberty, right? So getting your financial stuff in order, and so it's not that you shouldn't have eggs in multiple baskets or however you want to put it. You should have bets on multiple squares on the table, right? You should you should spread out a little bit what your plan is for the future. And do the things that have traditionally worked, but also, again, our vision is really to create an environment on a homestead that starts to pay dividends as well and starts to give back. And, you know, that's more of an insurance against uncertainty of the future. Like, are we going to have bread lines in situations where we're forced into, not forced necessarily, but to feed our family, we end up having to wait in line somewhere or you know, we have to be told how we're going to act if we're going to get the food that the government's offering in these things. And then just the overall uh, toxic environment in our food and the, the different experiments that are going on with cloning meat and adding mRNA uh, technology into the foods themselves and things like that. Uh, if you're not pro- actively producing your own food, then how much of How much of kind of Stockholm syndrome situation are you still in? You know that you're willing to just kind of well, we just got to take what they give us, and even though they're gonna they're they're poisoning us and have been, and all this food is full of glyphosate, and uh, you know basically called organic, but not necessarily it's free range, but you don't really know. Uh, Our chickens operation has given us some of the best eggs that I've ever had, uh, fresh all the time, and I know where they're coming from. Some of the food that I give them might be a little bit on the cheap scale because things have gotten more expensive. But still, even then, the freshness of it and the uh, lack of processing and then you know the fact that I can, I, I can go out and see <laughs> where that food is coming from and manage it properly and make sure that they're doing okay. And they have currently, even though we're not on our homestead yet, We have this whole area out here on this side of the house. I know that those are listening to the audio can't see, but behind me in the window in this room, if the window was open, you'd be hearing scratching and pecking and other funny chicken noises, uh, egg songs. When they lay an egg, they like to tell you about it or before they're going to. And they make really funny noises, and they're all right outside the window. Anyways, so that's part of the solution of the Liberty lifestyle as well for us. Anyway, and I think actively restoring uh, the soil and creating fertile soils, and again, deploying things like proper animal husbandry, and then being able to produce gardens and fish and other things on your property. These are all working towards solutions. It's not running away from the tyranny and from the city. Oh, well, you got to stay there and fight tyranny where it's at. You know, like say that when you don't, when you have children. Let's see let's see how you feel then. Let's see how you feel about just letting them continue to live in that toxic environment and not knowing where the food's coming from and if the food is getting ridiculously expensive as well. So I mean I think that uh, for us anyway it makes more sense to start to produce and you know attempt to produce as much as we can again in an effort to not just be oh our freedom and our food and you know what we have but being I think, and I know this will sound a little offensive in these modern times, but I think that's a man's job is to overproduce for his family to a point where there's so much abundance that, yeah, you're now able to take care of more than just your little thing. Like, oh, I got my stuff and we're t- taken care of. You know, and building community, in my opinion, is that. It's, it's building community through that abundance. Now you have a way to interact with the community that makes sense, whether it's through donations, through... Uh, even exchange and barter or trade or just, you know, basically selling your stuff to people. We don't have to make it sound all like we live in the 1700s or something. There's plenty of farmers markets in our area where if we had an abundance of a product, uh, tomatoes or chicken or eggs or goats or goat's milk or any of these things, we can go and interact with the community in that way. And then people see that you're committed at that point. They see that you are invested in the community in that way. And that you know, is with the people that want to build community. It's like, that's how you build community. You interact with the community that's already existing around you. There's already a community and then you can go in and interact with that community that we don't need to build a new community. The communities are there and we're on our cell phones and all hung up in our head and all hung up on what we, we need and we need and we need versus just like, I'm doing this. Here's what I'm doing. Here's the things that I'm doing I'm holding this class, I'm holding this training thing, I'm interacting with the community through this market, I'm giving out information, I'm producing podcasts and putting out content of what we're doing. You know, that's the building community aspect. It's not some, you know, you've got to go and actually build the thing. Now, can you do that? Absolutely. For us, you know, we're going to, again, have a homestead and interact with other homesteaders, And uh, help them with their things. Maybe we rent a tractor or have a tractor and we'll let the neighbors use it that day. So uh, while they let us, you know, uh, take their bull and take them over to the cows' field for a while to get some uh, calves going, right? Things like that. So uh, the uh, switching topics now into the next topic. We went fishing uh, last Monday, happened to be the Memorial Day weekend, and I found a place where we could go fish about 20 minutes from my home here. And uh, it was a place that was totally legit, but not overcrowded on that day. A little bit of a quiet place I'm not even going to give away right now because I don't want people here getting an idea of where my place is. No, I'm just kidding. It's, uh, It's called Mexican Lake up here. There's a little public access area and it's pretty like, seems not very known about and one of the main goals there was to get Vinny, my 12-year-old son, his first fish. He's never caught a fish before. Uh, We went a few times last year, and we had a pond near our home, and I was able to pull some fish out of the water. Didn't get him one, and on that day, I was really focused on setting up the kids' lines. We got some new fishing poles. Uh, fishing Fishing gear is really inexpensive as far as just some shore fishing stuff, you know, a tackle box, some we already have a lot of the equipment, but the kids, if you know anything about small children and fishing stuff, they just tore apart last time. Like last time we went fishing, it, everything was broken. Um, uh, no problem for me. You know, like I said, it's a its a hobby that's not the, all that expensive to get the kids into at least. I know you can go and spend all kinds of money on boats and fly fishing and other gear and a lot of time invested and things like that. But you know, I'm just talking about walking the shore and throwing some lines in, you know. And the kids, they love it. They have a great time. And we set up Vinny. He was out there. He really wasn't paying a lot of attention. At some point, he kind of got you know relaxed on the side of of the of the beach there and hanging out in his chair. And it was kind of funny because he was like on his phone, and suddenly he's like pulling his line. Oh my God! I got a fish! And drop. You know, puts his phone down and reels it in and it's not not a massive fish or anything it wasn't like oh he's got a 12 pounder you know it wasn't like uh it wasn't like where you hold it up and it's like this big okay it was a little catfish little little baby catfish or you know not baby it was not very big let's say but still huge huge moment for Vinny. we got a picture we snapped a picture made the trip, it was like halfway through the day, right? So you're kind of getting to that point, like, is this going to happen? Nobody had caught any fish. Um, it's a really shallow shore. So yeah, you're going to have the catfish hanging out there in the mud. Um, it, it probably was isn't the best fishing place in the world. We'll probably check out some other places next time. Uh, we got a place called Fool's Hollow pretty close here that I want to check out. So that was fun. And uh, good job, Vinny, and congratulations on his first fish, and hopefully we can get a lot more this year. We have a trip, and this topic is sort of in the same vein, but we're kind of skipping now to the next topic of our trip coming up later this month. There will be a gap in my content in later in June. I will definitely need to take probably two weekends off from June 17th to the twenty. 4th, those two Saturdays, will not have content produced. So we'll get an episode out next week, and if all goes well, and then I will not be doing episodes those two weeks, but we'll come back and be ready to go again in July. So that's the goal for now, and just need that extra time. It's possible I could do something on the 17th, and it's also possible maybe next week we'll skip and then do an episode on the 17th. We're trying to do these shows weekly. We definitely uh, need to get back in the habit of doing that consistently. And uh, again, you know, there's a lot of things going on. I'll I'll talk about some other things that are going on right now that may, you know, hinder content production as well. Uh, But we'll get through these little hurdles and then then we'll keep up with, again, getting back in the saddle on Saturdays, 9 a.m. around my time and being able to put these episodes out. But we are going for Cassandra's birthday on a week-long camping trip up in near Big Lake uh, out here in the White Mountains uh, behind Springerville. There's a recreational area. Where there's a lot of uh, people that go up there and camp and fish and boat and hike and hunt and uh, have uh, fires and, you know, day trips and things like that out there. We're going to spend some time with the camping trailer up there and you know, enjoy getting out of the routine and in, uh, you know, not only is their father's day, but Cassandra's day is during that time or Cassandra's day. It is Cassandra's day. That's what we call it. This is actually Cassandra's month is what we call it around here. Once we hit June, we are now in Cassandra's month. And so it begins now, this is the best month of the year, right? And, uh, in her birthday week, we usually do try to take a trip and go somewhere. This time we're gonna, not going to go too far, but we are you know, going to be up there during that week. So just a heads up on that. Now switching topics into the next thing. When I did start reproducing again, doing content again just recently, you saw behind me here there was some light and there was a cage and some maybe some noises coming out of there. Those were the baby chicks that we got on March 15th and they are now basically feathered and ready to go. I think they could even be fine out ni- outside at night right now, but we do now take them in and out. I have, it looks like uh, we're going to have five more hens and one rooster. It looks like we got a rooster that snuck in there, and, you know, you. they tell you that there aren't any roosters, and we uh, we've now gotten two <laughs> since we've been doing the chicken thing. Uh, one of them's no longer around anymore. We'll just keep it at that. I might get into that story here a little bit later. Again, we're going to have to watch the time. But the the little rooster, there's speckled Susics. I got two. And they're freaky little birds, man. I mean, they're kind of like, they don't want to be handled. Uh, there's the hen who's, they're about, you know, like this big now. For those on the video stream, they're like as big as the microphone here. Uh, and you know, they're little bodies, but fully feathered already. So again, once they're feathered, we don't have the light on them anymore. We took the light off about a week ago. We probably could have taken it off earlier than that. And now they get rotated outside, uh, with the, in the big run over here where at the other hens and they're in a cage that's up against a dog house. So they have shade and then they can come out into the cage basically and they're out in the open when they're in that cage. So the other hens are checking them out and they're really curious about what, how this is all going to work and, uh, you know, kind of asserting dominance and acting like that. Um, But at some point we're going to have to take the barrier off, right? We're going to have to let the interaction just begin. And so right now they're getting a feel for each other. And, you know, with there's, there is the pecking order with, even without a rooster, you you'll have, you're, we have out there. We know who the top hen is, right? And it's not necessarily the biggest hen, but she'll probably try to continue to assert her dominance. Now, we'll see how that works with this rooster. He he, so far does seem freaky, but like of me, like if, and that with some chickens, you know, they just don't like to be handled as much. Like the the Leghorn, uh, the white chickens, they. They're fine with me around, but they don't want me to come anywhere near them. And they're—they're they're very good at like evading, and they can fly further. And they're really smart, and will jump on top of things and stuff. Uh, some of the other chickens I could definitely go pick up pretty easily. They don't—none of them really love it. Uh, some of them definitely don't mind it as much. Um, probably if you handled your chickens a lot, as they were young chicks, and like really just pet them all the time and all these things. They probably let you get a lot closer. It's not really all that important that they do. You know, I mean, if you got to check something out and clean them off or get, you know, give them a little Epsom salt bath like that, that can be difficult. But, um, you know, overall, I think they'll get along just fine. And And if we can get a bigger place, we definitely plan to keep the chicken operation going. Even here, we could do tons of chickens. We have a simple setup, but there's plenty of room for them right now. And we can easily expand and add additional, you know, things in. Uh, we have automated water that requires me to, you know, do some little bit of cleaning and maintenance once a week on the water system. But really, it runs itself. So overall, uh, the chicken experiment has gone really well. We've been doing it for a couple of years now. And it's really something that I, I could see myself doing for, for quite some time. I I enjoy the birds. I enjoy raising the birds and, uh, you know, having them around. And I think that the way that you can manage, uh, adding fertility to the soil with chickens, as well as the food scrap thing, like that's amazing. The chickens will eat just about anything you give them. You do got to watch, you know, giving them too much of this or giving them too much of that. You know, obviously they don't need a lot of breads and things, but if you do have like the leftover scrap bucket that we use, they, they basically, we can feed them a lot of what they eat from our scrap table, and then they eat their pellets as well, but it's really not that expensive, especially with the price of eggs and the way that the eggs are at the grocery store, just like not very good quality or really damn expensive. This is not like that. And I think we're already overproducing for what our family needs, and we're, we've got more uh, inbound that will be producing here in, you know, probably like six months to a year or so. I don't know. It does vary with each breed or species or whatever, uh, not species, but <laughs> each flavor of bird. What's the right word? The, the genetics in these birds, you know, is different per, per type of bird. So it uh, but really, we're just still learning a lot of that. It's a it's a fun experience. Uh, Cassandra is much more about just doing things and where I will, like, put it off forever, probably to my detriment. So we're a good combo where she'll sort of dive into something and just do it. And I'm like, oh, well, I have to start, like, managing and helping. And then basically then we're just doing the thing that I would have probably spent a lot of time researching and asking and you know talk myself out of it type stuff and so into the next concept but similar we also have our gardens really getting going here uh, we're about finished up i would say with the planting this year as far as this cycle we'll probably have some more fall planting or midsummer uh cleaning and getting things ready for that fall harvest or fall crops but what we did since right now we were in a home we've moved And we know we're going to move again because right now we're not in our permanent home. We're in somewhere where we're looking to buy a a property to Homestead, but we're not permanent right now. But we have these basically giant containers. I don't know. They're like 20-gallon containers that we've created a mobile garden, basically, because we moved it from our last property. So the last property we had, Cassandra used these big containers quite a bit to grow things, and it worked really well. We got a lot of yield. Uh, Some plants don't do as well in the containers, Uh, the vine crops they did, they they produce, but they're definitely, I don't think getting their full potential coming out of those giant containers. Even they're much happier in the ground directly and being able to sprawl out like that. But we were actually able through a friend's help to who had a better truck, our truck situation while we were moving was not that great. And the time situation was not great either. We actually had our friend Paul, thank you very much, Paul, help us bring over all those containers and I'll, maybe I'll get some pictures and put them up or get some video of this, but we have them all in the front yard filled up. We got some more organic soil, uh, compost soil delivered and made, you know, a mix of ourselves uh, put putting uh, manure and uh, some other potting soil mixes together for these pots as well as creating uh, an additional raised bed next to the one that was here in the rental. And we're getting, that's the part we got to finish is that raised bed. We got to finish that out. But there's still lots of plants already going and setting in and really starting to take off. Uh, Tomatoes. Uh, This year we're doing tomatoes, peppers, cauliflower, cabbage, broccoli, you know, your standard stuff. There's some herbs in there. We got a few containers with herbs in them. And then I ordered these like Armenian squash things. They're really cool. They're like vine squash that we're trying to plant from seed out there. And uh, we definitely put a lot of stuff direct sow in just recently. And we plan to kind of continue that up until we go on our trip later this month of getting those things ready. I've just ordered yesterday some automation. I'm late to the game with the water drip system. We should have had that in first. But we just moved in here, you know, and basically finally settled in fully now. And so, you know, getting the garden going and the automation and all that is uh, not something that was I was able to do yet. But I yesterday ordered on Amazon a kit that from uh, Rainbird. It's a simple like drip irrigation kit that I'm going to run out and automate. So that like while we're taking a trip away, that everything's still just getting watered and automated um, there are, is a sprinkler system on this property. I could probably, you know, go out and change the direction of some of those and get some water from just the sprinkler system that's already set up as well. But right now, like it kind of all just misses where our plants are. The sprinklers aren't exactly set up to hit the plants where they're at, which I said, like I said, I could probably adjust that, but I think I'll just run this Rainbird kit out to the things that we have set up to get some automation there. Um, highly suggested And I highly suggest to do that before you get the garden set up to help you with the watering so you don't forget. So that there, I mean, people are pretty good with getting in the habit of going out, but there's always that time when you're out with friends or you, you had to get out early and go take care of some things. And that's when you would have watered. So you didn't that day. And if you do a couple of those in a week and it's hot and the plants are drying out, that will really stunt your plants, especially in this younger phase. You don't want to overwater them, but you have to keep Inconsistent watering and the automation is really going to help with that. So that's the update on our garden here. Luckily we can take those things that we're doing. And even if we have to move, even if we have to move mid this month, maybe we can salvage some of these plants that are transportable in these buckets uh, mid this season. I might've said move mid this month. We're definitely not moving this month. We'll be moving, if anything, at the soonest uh, after it, probably about August but that's not for sure yet. Well, I'll, I'll get into that here in a little bit. And that's actually my next topic, is that we found a place that is uh, pretty remote. It's it's not so remote. It's next to a town, but the town is very small. Uh, the town has about 3,000 to 4,000 people in it. Uh, the area we're in now is about 5,000, but it's in a sister city situation with another five to 8,000 people people. So really, we're in an area, if you include the outskirts, there's probably 10 to 15,000 people in this area. Uh, That might be an overestimate. In this area, it's definitely way smaller. And it's further away from where we're at right now, about an hour out from where I'm sitting now. But uh, we really like the property. It's not like 30 acres and a mule or whatever, 40 acres and a mule It's five acres, which is still plenty of acreage to do the things that I've been discussing and that we're going to plan to do there. Uh, Could you have more and potentially, you know, subdivide or have more? Yeah, there's always that. But as far as managing five acres, like we don't even need to manage that five acre property fully. We we could add a barn in. We could do some orchards or you know some grape uh, orchards and things like that. But mainly to do the main things that we want to do really only requires like a half an acre so this is definitely like more to be able to do more with and then out here the desert basically just manages itself like the desert is going to manage what it's doing a lot of the property is just sitting there you know doing its thing it's not it's doing its desert thing it doesn't necessarily need management but we feel like we could really restore and get some grasses growing and possibly even some larger ruminants um hogs or even a milking cow or some cattle, at least raising a few cattle, or what around here people do is get larger pieces of land to keep the cattle on uh through leasing or purchasing large areas of land nearby your ranch or somewhere around where you can go you know take care of the cattle in that way, but you can have facilities on board for you know, health care of the animals uh, for keeping them, you know, weaning them or keeping them around there while you're there uh, needing some extra attention or I don't know, I'm not a, not a cattle rancher or a cowboy, <laughs> but I'm just, you know, we, we found a place that has a lot of potential for this and uh, we put in an offer. So, right now actually there could be in my messaging inbox an update on that i'm gonna have to check it out at the end of the show because we are supposed to be getting an answer today on if they you know want to counter offer our offer or if they accepted our offer so that's exciting now if it doesn't work out with this place we are still feeling very confident that we're going to find a place that works for our family so that's exciting the market is cooling down a little bit around here it's not so hot as it was over the last 3 years we moved here to be able to then view and scout out a place where what would work for us and we've found basically the region we want to be so that's huge and then and, and we really like it you know we really like the area that we've decided that we want to be and then you know that also the market is starting to get now where we can actually do this we can actually do it and not feel like we're getting in over our heads or, you know, getting less than we need for what our family needs. And this, the you know, amount of space that we need for each child to have their own room, uh, for me to be able to have my working space, my office, my studio set up, and then also you know, the extra room to, for us to spread our wings and get into this homesteading stuff and really dive in in what we kind of have set out as like our 15 year plan to really use the energy that we still have to create something for us so that as we get into those older years, we're starting to again get those dividends from that work that we're able to put in now and enjoy that with the grandchildren, enjoy that with the family that creates an environment of abundance again things that we can trust and know where they're coming from. And so that's really exciting. We feel like we're like on the edge of being able to get in to that thing that we've finally been trying to do. We haven't been taking too much time off of like actually doing the practicing propagation plant, practicing sprouting uh, our own seeds, being able to, you know, take a seed to a full mature plant. Uh, That's something we continue to practice every year. We're getting better at those things. We're implementing, you know, the livestock already we have going. So we're getting, you know, we're not like waiting until one day we're going to be able to do these things. Like we are in motion. Now we just need somewhere to, you know, be able to be for a while to really get these projects going and not, you know, always this like future thing that we're going to do. So right now, you know, trying not to get our hopes up too much, but we do have some things in the fire that we're hoping uh, develop into you know, something good there for our family. So that's really exciting. Um, on another note, I've sunk about $4,500 into vehicle repairs in just the past month, which is, uh, a lot. Um, my truck that I drive for me, there's the family car. The truck I have is a 23 year old truck at this point that I bought for $6,000 about eight years ago. It's been a great truck. It's my Tundra, uh, Toyota Tundras will run, Forever, it seems like uh, other things are going to start falling apart before the engine does. It really has like a two hundred and eighty thousand miles on it, so not too bad, but it's definitely getting up there. Uh, you know, it needed a lot of work, so we, we got it in. We got we got the work done on it. That that was a nice chunk, and then we took the the, the family car in the Denali. Uh, we bought that after I totaled Cassandra's car on the freeway uh, back like six seven six seven years ago. And, uh, but luckily, you know, both vehicles totally paid off. I love the fact that we're riding on two paid off vehicles and we can do that. So having to invest in some repairs, obviously is well worth it to have these, uh, vehicles, you know, having some failover, we don't just have one, we have two, that way we can have some fault tolerance or again, just some backups. If we, if we need to do repairs on a vehicle, we have another vehicle, uh, other things like that. So happy to do it, but wow. Yeah. The prices on things are going up. Our uh, labor is going up, obviously, uh, way up. And so that feels good to go dump a bunch of money into your vehicles like that. And I'm, I'm being, I'm joking, but not like, it actually does feel good to be able to do that and get the vehicles, making sure they're running safe and, and well for the family. Cause they here where we're at. There are, there is a lot of driving around. There is a lot of, you know, open land and open areas and the roads get pretty rough. And you're out in the, in, not in, not in like downtown, you can just call the cab driver, the taxi driver, the, um, even the repair truck or the tow vehicle. Uh, no, you can get those things. It's just different. It works different when you're a little bit more rural, things take more time. And so again, I'm happy to do it, but yeah, the budget isn't as happy to do it. Uh, but yeah, you know, you gotta, again, we had set aside money for that. We knew that was coming. We didn't have to go into debt to, to have the vehicles repaired. We were able to plan ahead and be able to pay for that ourselves. So again, you know, setting aside, setting aside finances for things like that that you know are going to come up eventually, you just just make the savings account or a separate area where you're putting that money that you know is going to need to go to those repairs anyway. Um, you know, we're not going to get too much into financial advice here on com, but we have done really well uh, at taking control of our finances over the last few years. Uh, there were some issues, uh, some, uh, ha- habitual problems a lot on my part, even over the last, uh, before 2020, I would say. And I, I don't mean like habitual, like some, uh, drug abuse problem or something. I mean, just like a tendency to spend, a tendency to say, "Well, we need this, so let's get it and we can use the credit card." Hey, hey, we're on vacation and we can pay this off as we go, you know, like that's how you end up getting and building up the credit cards. And a lot of my debt was also from previous entrepreneurial endeavors that just sort of carried over from each sort of, you know, failed project to failed project, and you started to build up a little debt in each one of those and they start to kind of And, you know, their learning experiences, a lot of the stuff I was trying to do were lifestyle businesses to help create a more, you know, liberty lifestyle, essentially businesses that are online that are less hands-on. Some of the stuff that I did didn't work out, you know, and that's okay. It's okay to not have everything work out. Sometimes you're learning. Sometimes that learning can be pretty expensive, you know. But I'd rather have taken the route I took than go into like some massive amount of debt in student loans or something and just have a degree from that. Uh, We'll get into those things more in the future on Liberty Lifestyle. But now that I see the time, what I'm going to do is go through the technical updates and then actually uh, go into my outro commentary and the outro clip for the show because I have things I want to do today that I need to get to. So we're going to keep it a little bit shorter today. So really quick on the technical side, I'm going to keep investigating this, but I think that I'm already basically headed this way. Now there might be some snags that stop me from going this way because I don't want to invest the amount of time that it's going to take to do this. But I plan to, if, some, if you're familiar with my work over the last couple of years, I had been creating this within the stones media network school called within the stones throw the course was called that anyway because it was a course on how we can get from where you want where you are to how you want to be and overcome the technical hurdles to get there it's within a stone throw right it's not very far away we just need to get you the tools that you need like how maybe you know if you're interested in producing some live content like i do here with multi-cam on OBS and not make it too difficult for yourself, but you are not the type of person that knows how to do that stuff. So it is like this big technical hurdle to get to for you. Then I'm creating the videos and have created a lot of content on how to do that. Now I was using an app that was quite expensive and that I hadn't had a lot of return because obviously it was new and I hadn't, you know, there wasn't a massive amount of people signing up and paying for this course that I was building. We had the free course anyway. I didn't want to renew the online platform that I was using, but I've been researching how to get this stuff back up and available to people. Cause I do have people that reach out to me and they want assistance with ABCD and I've already covered it in the content that I've already created in these more like training modules, but they're on my like drive account and I have to like share them over and they have to download. So, and I don't want to put in a bunch of effort to putting them somewhere. That's not going to work out. So my, thoughts on this are a membership platform through odyssey on the library protocol where i can put that content in on a channel that's uh, probably like within the stones channel and then i'll promote that and there'll be a membership that you can do on odyssey to have access to that content so simple and then we'll have free content versions as well on that channel and i probably will not mix that with my primary channel and we'll we'll basically i have to read more about it maybe there's a way i can do it on the primary channel without like mixing all my videos into the feed because i don't want my odyssey feed to have like all the training videos mixed in with my content but i do want to be able to point to it so if odyssey has a way that i can kind of keep them hidden otherwise i'll just do a channel and the reason why i want to do on the library protocol is because i can then one day potentially develop my own client to access that same content and that way it'll already be uploaded to the library protocol and the link should be the same and so if i developed let's say like a within the stones client that i could use to access the content and then have the membership through that and then that way people can also support my work through uh you know signing up for the training videos And I'll even do custom videos for people at that point. If they say, hey, Tyler, I need help with this. Can you help me with this? I can create content around what that is and put it on there. And then that way, if somebody ever asks that question again, now I've already covered it. Oh, hey, here it is in this training series that I've already laid out. And a lot of the time that's just supplemental anyway because they might still need additional assistance But that's the idea is to provide value through free courses as well as some paid because we do need to have a return uh, to be able to keep the operations going here. And uh, that will be a way that I can do it in a separate channel platform. If you've watched a lot of what I do, I don't like to promote and ask for money and try to sell you stuff. And that's my big goal here is to make sure I can make a living off the people that watch my content. Um, Can we do better though at promoting this work? Can we do better? at uh, some of the implementing some of the techniques that I'm already even aware of on how to grow a channel like this, you know, so part of that will be, uh, you know, the thing that I don't really totally enjoy doing is like the interview stuff. And it's not that I'm not interested in what other people have to say. But the work that I've done has typically been like me doing the work and not having just Oh, someone else comes in and my channel blows up because they have a lot of people like, I don't know, it's not cheating, that's a technique that people use, but I think doing that is a way to help, you know, keep sustaining what I'm doing. I can't just be talking endlessly to no one and there's no return on this project, and so it ends up kind of fizzling out in some way. I don't think that'll happen, but uh just need to get some of those fundamental things in place. Okay, so uh the other technical update, I was gonna talk about radio. Um, I have been using the GMRS system in my local area a lot more with this little handheld. Um, I also, uh, just real quick, use a, uh, RTL SDR dongle to access airspeed, which is just a program. And now people are like, what the hell is he talking about all of a sudden? Uh, this is a, Receiver, I have these antenna blades back here behind you can't see them, but they're back behind that GoPro. There's two antennas and they pick up the frequencies around here, the radio frequencies, and I can go and listen to different frequencies in my local area. Now in my area, this is a little bit more important. Now I this is just listening. I can't transmit on this. And in fact, to transmit over GMRS with uh digital DMR is, I think, against the rules, right? that All this stuff's really heavily regulated. But in my area, you end up traveling around in between places where this is your only communication tool. I've been in situations where I needed to communicate and I couldn't because the cell phone service was out. And that's when I realized how important it is to, need to be able to understand how to use these. And um, I got my ham radio license, actually, a year and a half or so ago. And I have not set up like a ham radio base station and antennas and a mobile mobile station in my car and gotten into the ham stuff too much. But the GMRS and the community around the GMRS is really pretty strong around my area. And the guys that operate the repeaters and um, meet up locally really, you know, are, are sort of our type of people. Like me and Cassandra have met some really cool people through, uh me getting into radio. And so that's just sort of a technical thing like out on the homestead where we're planning on it, where we put this offer in. It's pretty rural like I said and so I've actually ordered Cassandra her handheld I'll program it for her so that she has the ability to communicate with not only me but through the repeater system and then she can just keep that with her in the car. We'll we'll put it in the Yukon in the back and just store it away just in case, you know, there's ever a problem. And otherwise, for me, just being the technical nerd that I am, this is just a lot of fun. I've I've had a lot of fun, you know, using this waterfall feature is what they call this here, the waterfall and just listening to the various things that are going on around me. It's, it's another way to be aware of what's happening around you. And again, in, in where I'm, where I live, there's a need for this. It isn't just, uh, you know, oh, some prepper shit and weird guys that think the EMP is going to come soon and knock everything out. Now, in my opinion, that might be a good thing <laughs> if that does happen. Maybe that's the great reset we really need, right? But um, I had some a few more things. We'll probably say can those items that I wanted to talk about for next time. That's my update on the radio stuff. I, I did actually successfully communicate on the GMRS repeater uh, with the folks that I had been trying to get this radio to work with recently. And so now I'm able to do, you know, the communication needed if there is an, an emergency or just help people you know do their radio checks or the other day i was out uh in a pretty rural area with the dogs hiking and i can test my radio out there and see how it goes so that if we are out of me and my dogs go hiking a lot alone i'm not with anyone out there and you know dogs aren't gonna it's not like lassie's gonna run home and tell mom that i broke my leg when we're like 20 minutes away in some rural part of the national forest out there right So I need a way to be able to communicate. Maybe my phone breaks and I fall on it or there's just no service. And so that's another reason as well Is like when you're out, it's a responsible thing to do really. If you're going to break down your vehicle out in the woods or something and you need someone to help and come pick you up or something like that. Right. So, um, you know, something that I think people should be getting into. I, I, I don't like to say we should, or you should, but It's not that difficult to buy one of those dongles. Uh, Maybe I'll put it in the show notes and uh, set up that at least just starting to listen. You don't even need a license or anything to listen and see how it works. And you learn a lot just from listening to the people on the radio about, you know, what people in your area are up to, what kind of stuff they're into, uh, how they got their stuff to work. A lot of the time it's just technical troubleshooting and that communication is, is empowering. It's your ability to communicate what you might need at some point through those airwaves is and, or help other people. That's the other big thing too. be there as someone who can help those people, uh, through. So today we are going to wrap it up. I have things I need to get to again. So we're not going to do a three hour long show on updates today. We've gone over an hour on this show. I think that's pretty good for an updates show. I think that, uh, I like the way that it went. I felt it feels a little weird to talk about these things, honestly, but this is more like the real me. Uh, This is, this is the stuff that I'm currently looking into. This is the stuff that I'm interested in. So like what more of a real content can I put on Tyler under my own name, than like the stuff that I'm working on. And, you know, we are going to continue on with the freedoms rising uh, stuff that we did from last week and the creature of control and uh liberty lifestyle updates like this and uh like i said if this home closes let's say and that's going to cause a lot of turbulence to be able to put out this content but maybe we can just at that point i'll just be doing those updates shows we'll let you know how it goes until i can get to the point where each week saturday comes up quick and slide decks and having everything and you know sometimes maybe i don't need to do as much uh production value oh it has to look and sound and all the pieces have to be you know i think it would be interesting one day if i just sat down with a blank notepad in front of me and see what happens i probably freeze up and be like uh i'm here because like, i'm like so i have to have the notes and the guide and you know like like um that's it for today folks we'll see like i wouldn't know what to say <laughs> but That probably isn't true. You know, that's actually probably not true. And the idea of just like going off the top with a little bit of outline and structure, you know, is probably a better idea. But we're going to skip the intermission today even. Uh, I had a a Greg Reese that I was going to play. But I I think it's been a good updates show. I uh, have a lot going on right now, like I said. So we'll see how this next couple months go. Now, if this home offer doesn't go through today, then that's going to change things and we might just be still waiting even into the fall or winter still looking. So we're not, you know, desperately trying to dive into something. We're trying to find that thing that works. But things can move quick. You know, if this moves along, we'll see what happens. So maybe I'll get another updates show in on July 1st on that Saturday that's coming up. In about a month, like I said, if we can do these around the beginning of the month, that seems to make sense. as sort of like a recap of the last month, plans for the future in the next month, and we'll go from there. So, with that said, uh, you know, I uh, I think that people who are working on their entrepreneurship projects in the modern day, the if I had to summarize without knowing anything about what you're working on, because I don't, who is listening to this and what their entrepreneur endeavor might be. And there's nothing wrong with having a job and working a job. And you can even treat that as sort of an entrepreneurial endeavor. It's more about the mindset and how you look at that situation. Really? Um, It's more about like what we said before, like the difference between a slave and a prisoner. And it's really sort of the mindset of the worker And, you know, do they feel trapped because of the way that they've sort of entrenched themselves into that mostly mental situation? But sometimes you actually do get into a situation where you're trapped, like you are more trapped. Um, So, you know, building a lifestyle of freedom also involves like thinking fault tolerance and redundancy and what happens if this happens, then I'll do this. Or I'm not going to sacrifice my rights and my bodily autonomy because of this person telling me I have to do A, B, C, D, like that will never happen. So I'm, I will always have that back out plan. Now, if you're like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do and I might have to, then that mindset is going to be, you probably will be way more likely to do something, you know, that uh, puts you in a situation of being, you know, forced, quote unquote, to do something. When more, it's always voluntary, you know, it always is your voluntary decision on what you're going to do. Um, if you're a voluntarist, you're basically just saying, you know, one plus one is two. Like it's, yeah, you're right. Everything is voluntary. Even people that want to be slaves are doing it voluntarily in the modern day. It's voluntary servitude. Well, that's not right. It, it isn't right. It isn't right. And they don't have the right to enforce that on you and create that worldview to where now you're being coerced to live underneath that tyranny, right? That's the problem with the slaves of the modern day, is that they they want everyone to be a part of that slave system. Uh, but anyway, what I would give advice to, back to the entrepreneurs out there, and this is to myself as well, content creation is probably your biggest hurdle. You need a platform and you need to be able to create content, content, content. And it can be YouTube Shorts or TikTok or Facebook or uh, whatever thing, Instagram, Odyssey, uh, but the the content production, there's so much uh, of a limiting, the limiting factor here is most likely getting caught up in like, oh, how does that sound? And what am I going to look like? And how would I do that? Versus just like getting in the motion of doing it. You got to get over the fact that it needs to be done. It's not something that you're going to get around, that you have to just do it. And you need to be skilled enough to be able to at least just do it and then over time you will add to the skill set and it will get better but in the modern world the way that we get our ideas out there the way that we're going to get our products out there the way that we're going to get uh, freedom out there the way that freedoms rising is going to happen is through content creation Um, you know your entrepreneurial endeavor is going to benefit from your platforms your ability to your ability to platform yourself like I like I do on a website where I'm platforming myself. I don't care about YouTube or the platform that I'm on. I'm building a platform myself. Now, have I made this into some massive success with tons of views? Like, I think I have like 30 subscribers on Odyssey. or something. <laughs> No, it's more than that. But um, I've gone a little bit of a different path with things. I don't, this isn't my income. What I'm doing here is actually what I want to be doing with my extra time is being able to help other people achieve their goals with content and content creation. Not only that, and you'll see that with the coursework that we do and the things that we do in the future uh, that we've already done, but now just need to sort of be revitalized, repositioned, but also, you know, the, the Liberty lifestyle aspect, helping you to reach your lifestyle of Liberty and be able to show you an example of someone doing that as well. And not just saying we need, and we should, while I'm like in my little apartment in the city you know, not, not helping exit and build, not, I'm still bitching, not building. Well, we need to quit bitching and start building, you know? And so that's the other thing that this Liberty lifestyle and the content will continue to show what we're actually doing, um, with the things in our own life to contribute to that. So, um, you can always work on your craft and you can always, uh, start fresh too. Like if you're in the process of that content creation, it's just not working. There's other angles that you can do as well, like other things you can do that aren't necessarily the thing maybe that you're having such a hard time with and get, still be able to produce the content to promote your brand, to promote what your goals are and what you're trying to do and you know find your audience or find your customers. Um, maybe it just needs to be shaken up a little bit. And I got something today that I, I woke up and I'm getting ready. I come in my office. I sit down to start to get ready to do the show. I open up my email and there's a donation sitting in there, a very rare thing, you know, for people to support what I'm doing here in that way. And I'm not, again, in this for the money anyway, what I'm doing here, creating this content. But to see someone actually like take the time to go and actually manually went through my donation process and submitted a donation. And it's not like a couple bucks, either. It's like a significant amount, you know. I don't, I don't know the person. I don't recognize their name. I want to say, a thank you very much for doing that. If you're seeing this, and that it does mean a lot, and it means a lot to me, and that is going to go towards the endeavors here that we do, and uh, it'll stay in that flow of of the content creation. It'll help with the things and um, that we're working on. So basically, it's just surprising. I mean, I I'm kind of like. You know, um, don't, really can't believe it that somebody took the time to do that today. It's not that I've never received donations before. It's just rare. Um, and it's not, again, like I'm doing this so I get donations. But it is like this sort of uh, helps keep you going. Like it puts a little fuel in the tank to see like somebody actually cared enough, not just to like the, the, the link or whatever, or to say good job or whatever, but like takes the time to go the extra step that that's uh really big and something I don't really get a lot of with my content, even in my so-called like community. Like I'm just sort of ignored on the side. Like I don't really understand that. I don't, I support my colleagues work when they put out work, even if I haven't even listened to it yet. Like you're my friend, you're my colleague. When I see you put something out, um, not a lot of reciprocation on that, on that front for me, uh, with even, like I said, the own community, I mean, just a like and a share once in a great while would would be helpful, you know. Um, again, you know, I can always improve. I can always get better. We're going to continue to try to do that. We're not uh, bitching here either about the community not liking and sharing my content. What I'm doing is saying I really appreciate the person who donated, and that was a big boost in my step today. And something I'm going to reflect on and, and how much I appreciate that. And, and uh, you know, again, it just kind of, it's an affirmation of, hey, you know, you, you can keep going with this and and build some steam. And, uh, you know, it's worthwhile endeavor. You know, I'm sure that maybe that person actually got a little bit of value about the Freedoms Rising episode last week. I felt like that was actually one of the best pieces of content that I've produced Um, And it came together within that week's span. And it's been a lot of effort to build up, you know, the concept of freedoms rising or to do that podcast series that we did and to keep the 24 seven live stream going. And, uh, you know, that, again, it just helps when you. I felt like it was one of the better pieces of content that I had put out there. And uh, anyway, I'm going to leave it there. We're going to go in today's exiting clip. This is uh natalie rise who i've used before in the freedoms rising her music is really powerful to me um i think it fits in with today's episode it's called this world uh with kabaka and um, who's featured on that song with natalie it's a little bit more upbeat um something to exit out and close us out here with so again thank uh, thank you for participating today and uh, being involved in watching this production if you watched live otherwise you'll catch the replay i'll get this feed sent out and through the audio feeds in the email and we'll see you all next time have a good one
1: And a colony, rebel with a cause ready defeat defend my family, Milan. The tradition and my culture automatically. Pastor variety to unity and solidarity.